Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today, you guys. I hope you had a great Christmas. Today is Wednesday, December the 29th. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about the headlines and kind of some reason why I think you can have some hope with regard to COVID. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I hope you guys are having a really great couple of days. We are having a very snowy adventure. In fact, I am podcasting from my house right now because we got sort of snowed in here in Battleground, Washington, and I'm not going to lie. I like it that way. I actually wouldn't mind staying in my house and never going out again for another couple of months. I love watching the snow fall from the sky, and I love the quiet that it brings. And uh, we need a little bit of quiet right now, don't we? I'm reading your letters and I want to thank you guys for sending them in to me. It's been encouraging for me just to hear what's going on in your lives and how you're handling the many different changes that are happening in the country right now. But I wanted to respond to somebody in particular who wrote to me and said, would you please explain your um, your experience with COVID-19? She said that her husband is living in constant fear of what is uh, happening in the world and with COVID. And in fact, I went on to the Drudge Report right before I came online today. I went on to the Drudge Report and the headline there, and this is what I'm talking about, you guys. The headline says 19.33% peak COVID. COVID is peaking now. Um, You know, Omicron, Biden is declaring there's no federal solution to the pandemic. Uh, We knew this right at the very beginning of this whole thing. And yet we have discovered that we are still absolutely under the grip of fear in the country. The president right now, of course, pushing a whole bunch of federal solutions to the pandemic, including some very onerous vaccine mandate rules, which I continue to believe is absolutely the wrong way to do this. You guys, the the uh, solution that we are needing right now is not going to come from the government. It just isn't. I don't care how many calls uh, Biden has with the governors of uh, different states here in the United States. He said that he basically uh, believes now that nothing should be off the table. So he believes that there may need to be a vaccine mandate for air travel. Of course, that's what Fauci is lobbying for, even as I am recording this podcast right now. Uh, Fauci, the high priest of the Branch Covidians, is absolutely manda- uh, you know, lobbying for this to be something that happens here in the United States and around the world. And it's too bad. Fauci is saying we should cancel all of our New Year's Eve parties. Um People are struggling right now. They're struggling. They need things to return to normal. We're still living in fear. Of course, a lot of you guys saw the the images that came through social media and on the news about a woman on a Delta Airlines flight who screamed and yelled and scratched an older gentleman who she didn't think was wearing his mask appropriately, never mind that he was eating, and she began to basically assault him. This comes when we... We push fear into the culture. And I told you guys before, so COVID has gone through my family now several times. Uh, We've had it in my house. Both my parents have had COVID. Um, In fact, most of the people that I know have had COVID now. And like uh, what they're not talking about is 99.9% of people that get COVID survive it. And so I've been asked several times to talk about my experience with COVID. And so I'm going to spend a little bit of time doing that today. But I, I wonder what would happen. I cannot help but wonder. If instead of the government saying, and even President Trump, I'm so sorry, I am so, I am beyond disappointed. 
uh, in President Trump pushing the vaccine and pushing the booster. And the other day I heard him say that no one has been injured from the vaccine. This is patently false. This isn't true at all. Uh, There have been thousands of people injured and many people died from the vaccine. So for uh, Trump to say that that isn't happening, I'm not really sure where he's getting his narrative or why he thinks this is an important thing, except for, you know, this is something he considers his legacy, you know, uh, getting the vaccine, you know, into the hands of millions of Americans and he feels like he saved millions of lives. Well, I disagree with him on a couple of different fronts, but the fact remains that Biden is right. There is no federal solution. There's no state solution either. We're going to have to reach herd immunity. I think COVID is here to stay. I think the flu is here to stay and we've got to stop living in fear. We're either going to get busy living or we're going to get busy dying. And I think it's, uh, I think it's time that we started looking at this thing from the perspective of, all right, this is this is how uh, this is how life is going to be from now on. No one freaks out when the flu comes, and yet thousands and thousands of people die from the flu every single year. And what are we teaching our children? We're teaching them to be afraid of the air that they breathe. We're teaching them to be afraid of each other. You can see this playing out every single day, mostly in airports across the country and around the globe, uh, where once that spirit of fear settles on you, it's very, very hard to get out from underneath the grip of it. And so you guys know that uh, I had COVID back in August. I had a pretty... I was down, I would say for probably 10 days. The hardest part for me was a couple of days when I could not get my oxygen saturation above 90. I had a hard time uh, moving, a hard time getting anything done. And I just wanted to let you guys know a couple of things that really helped me. First of all, I wonder what would happen. I'll go back to my point that I interrupted myself about a moment ago. What would happen if instead of pushing the vaccine and the booster, you know, yep, it's time for your fourth booster. All they're doing is pushing the goalpost now. They're going to start telling you that your your um, vaccine and the second shot and two boosters is not fully vaccinated until you've had three boosters and then four boosters. And who knows when this thing is ever going to end. I wonder if instead of doing that, what would happen if the White House and the government and uh, Fauci started promoting eating right? And drinking lots of water and getting exercise and uh, taking vitamin D, especially now in the wintertime for those of us in the Northwest. It's such an important thing uh, to be taking vitamin D. And I take roughly 10,000 units of that every single day. Vitamin D, vitamin C, uh, zinc, uh, Qcertin. Why are we not telling people how to actually take care of themselves? I've said this at the very beginning. Health doesn't come from a mask and a needle. It comes from watching what you eat and being careful about your alcohol intake and exercising and keeping your stress levels at bay. And instead of keeping our stress levels at bay, all you got to do is log into uh, Fox News and the headline or Drudge Report or wherever you go online in the mainstream media, it's, you know, bad news 24 hours a day because if it bleeds, it leads. And so if they can keep people in a constant state of fear, People are easier to control. So uh, Biden has obviously put the federal government in a central role on the pandemic mitigation measures. Uh, The Education Department opened civil rights probes into several states for banning mask mandates. You guys hear what I'm saying? The Education Department now has opened civil rights probes into several states for banning school mask mandates. This is insane. The president continuing to mandate masks in airports and airplanes and on public transportation. I explained last week the difference between a law and a mandate, so I'm not going to go into that again. But his administration has increased fines for those who don't comply 
with his tyrannical dictates, and it's obviously not helping. I mean, he said he was going to stop the virus, and clearly he's not doing that. The virus is here to stay. So I'm going to encourage you guys today to take care of yourselves. Uh, America's Frontline Doctors, many of them I have uh, interviewed here at the show, have an awesome protocol for staying well and then getting well once you get uh, the virus. And so we treated my mom in a very similar way that we that I, that I was treated when I came down with COVID. And I, I got to tell you, um, you know, watching my mom now and watching how I recovered, my mom was actually treated uh, more effectively than I was. I didn't have the things I needed until about day six into the Rona. I wish I would have had it sooner. This is why I keep telling people, have these things at your house so that you can take care of yourself and your loved ones. And there's lots and lots of ways to get your hands on things like ivermectin, certainly to get um, to get vitamin C and Qcertin and all the things that, and vitamin D, for goodness sake, that's a huge one. Uh, and these are the things that really do mitigate it. But uh, for me, the couple of things that really changed the course of how we were treating it was A, they put me on ivermectin. I wish I would have done it sooner. Uh, but I saw a change immediately also um, making sure that I did not lay on my back for very long. I was so tired and like I said, I couldn't get my oxygen uh, saturation up that I just wanted to sleep all day long. And the sleeping wasn't the problem, but sleeping on my back was definitely a problem. And so one of our our friends, who was another one of the frontline doctors, called my husband to see how I was doing and he said, man, Heidi's not doing very well. I think at that point I was trying to scare, I'm not trying to, I was scaring my husband a little bit. And uh, our friend said, Heidi should not be laying on her back, you know, have her lay on her stomach. And I'm telling you what, you guys, within 20 minutes of him moving me so that I was on my stomach and not on my back, I was starting to feel better. And then it was just a matter of getting me outside into the sunshine. Clearly, uh, it's winter time now in most of the United States. And so that's not an option for most of you, but just the moving around, you know, get, sitting down by the fire, making sure that you're up and you're moving around. You should have a, a pulse oximeter meter at home, which you can get at any, you know, you can get it, obviously you can get it online, but you can also get it at Walgreens or Walmart or any of these, uh, the big box stores will for sure have them. And then keep an eye on your, uh, on your oxygen levels, because as my friend, Dr. Bartlett rightly pointed out, the goal of COVID is to keep it boring, right? There's no need. I mean, once you send people to the hospital, um, the hospitals that are just following the CDC protocols, people are dying. And I'm going to be interviewing uh, another doctor, a functional doctor uh, next week, and you'll hear him on Wednesday. He's actually running right now for governor in the state of Oklahoma. So this is very exciting. Mark Sherwood is his name. He's coming on the show with me next week, and we're going to be talking more about uh, treatments for COVID. But I'll tell you, one thing I wished I would have had was an oxygen concentrator. And that is what we used with my mom. So we were able to keep her on a couple of liters of oxygen. So as soon as we saw that her OG saturation was falling, boom, uh, right onto the, um, the oxygen. We put her on the oxygen. She took ivermectin. She took a massive, massive doses of vitamin C and vitamin D. And then uh, we put her on an antibiotic because at the, at the point in which she we found out she had COVID. Remember, this is post-vaccination. I I have not been vaccinated. I will not get the vaccine. I don't need it. I have antibodies. I've had the Rona. My mom got the vaccine and then subsequently had what they call a breakthrough infection, which I have to laugh at. When are they just going to say, vaccine didn't work? You know, uh, they got the Rona anyway. And this was my mom and obviously uh, my dad as well. And so my mom, uh, we, we discovered very quickly that she had... Um, COVID pneumonia. And that is also what my dad got. And 
so my mom was put on an antibiotic almost immediately. So the antibiotic, the ivermectin, the um, the oxygen concentrator, which you guys can find these on Amazon, you're looking at about a $300 investment, give or take, depending on, depending on what you uh, what you find. I'll link back to the one that we bought so that you guys can find it in the show notes today. But we have a child that has chronic asthma. We have a, a child basically that has very severe lung issues in our in our home. And so I thought, man, I really would like to have, because what are the reasons that people go to the hospital? Well, my friend who's a doctor said to me, what you want to do, the goal is really to stay out of the hospital, keep COVID boring. So as soon as you realize that you have it, uh, and really, you guys should be taking these things. It is the flu season right now. So every single day, I am taking my multivitamin. I'm taking extra zinc. I'm taking extra vitamin D, extra vitamin C. And I'm doing those things every single day. And we want to keep our immune system boosted by eating things that are good for us and taking care of our bodies. But the moment you find out that you've got, I don't care what it is, the flu, COVID, um, it's it, that's when we increase those things. And when we, we're very cognizant of how our bodies are reacting because if you can keep it boring in other words uh, one of the one of the big mistakes that I made was I started to feel better and so you guys a lot of you know me I went right back to doing the things I had been doing and boom the tail of that thing came back and just knocked me on my rear end I wished I would have just stayed in bed a few more days longer and uh, had a little bit more chicken soup before I decided oh hey everything's great uh, and I think I hear that a lot from people. Oh, hey, I got COVID. And then um, I thought I was doing better after day three, started just getting back to my normal life. And boom, it came it came back and hit me pretty hard. Uh, and I hear that, uh, like I said, over and over again. So I just want to encourage you, you guys, this thing is treatable. People don't have to die from COVID. And I think that we, you know, obviously people with comorbidities, you know, people who are uh, morbidly obese, people with diabetes, um, people who are at risk, these people are at higher risk for the flu. And uh, as uh, as one of my my friends, one of the frontline doctors said to me a few weeks ago, he said, no one ever talks about what it what it's like to watch somebody die from the flu, but it's not it's not a very fun way to die. And yet people die from the flu every single year. Almost always they have underlying conditions. The same thing is true of COVID-19. And shame on the federal government and shame on the mainstream media and Fox News and all of them for just pushing this fear over and over and over again. It is sickening. I, I don't know another way to say it. I think it's sickening and it's sad just to watch uh, the government you know, trying to uh, scare people into submission, trying to scare them into doing whatever it is that they want to do. But just days, remember, before the presidential election, you guys remember this? Um, Biden said, you know, I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to sh- I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Right. He lied. Yeah, that, he might as well just said, I walked on the moon. Uh, you guys, nobody is going to shut the virus down. The government, like I told you at the very beginning, they can mandate everything that they want to. You know, Father Fauci, the high priest of the Branch Covidians, can say, you know, just get a vaccine uh, passport on uh, on domestic air travel. You know what that's going to do? That's going to shut down the airlines. It's not going to shut down the virus. The, the government doesn't have the power to end COVID-19. It just doesn't. The, the virus is uh, just like the flu, just like pneumonia. It's going to be in the air now. People are going to catch it. And it doesn't matter. And Fauci actually admitted this. Remember, he said that we're never going to eradicate it. Uh, elimination is maybe, he said, too aspirational. Well, you think? So then how should we respond? Well, I would really like to see the government start showing people how to take care of themselves. And instead, we've got Krispy Kreme going, get your vaccine and get a donut for a year. 
oh, okay, so you get your vaccine, have a donut every day for a year, increase your chances of diabetes and obesity, and then we'll see how you're feeling a few years from now. It is ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. And yet this is exactly how mostly the Democrats, mayors and governors, and the Biden administration is trying to deal with COVID-19. They're trying to control you. And uh, and I've watched them... Um, I've watched the most bizarre things come out of the state. And yet we see uh, New York now struggling with more COVID cases than they've had since the very beginning. And what happens, the CDC comes out just uh, yesterday and the CDC says, oh, hey, by the way, it's not 10 days quarantine now, it's five days. Oh, okay. So what's it going to be next week? Uh, We have made an absolute idol out of the people in our government who are telling us that they have the solution when they clearly do not. And so I'm going to continue to say what I've been saying now for over a year and a half, well, coming up on two years. The way that we have handled this is absolutely criminal. It's absolutely criminal. And one day, the truth is going to bubble to the surface. And the truth about how we've handled this and the irresponsibility of it and how much pain and suffering it has caused America is going to come out. And in the meantime, we are going to have to be uh, discerning and wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. And I'm going to take you guys back as I end today's podcast again to October 22nd of 2020 in a debate with Trump when Biden said, quote, anyone who is responsible for not taking control, anyone who is responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States. This was incorrect. And uh, I'm quoting now from the Daily Wire. The truth is that anyone who claimed that he could take control of a virus should be held responsible for the consequences of his lie. But that will only happen when America's uh, when Americans abandon the cultic worship of government and return to reality. And Biden and Democrats will fight such blasphemy with every weapon in their arsenal. Why? Because they know that if you guys live in fear, you are easier to control. And that is it. And that is the bottom line. You do not have to be afraid of COVID. Stop living in fear. Instead, let's start taking care of our bodies and taking care of our families and eating healthier and staying encouraged. One of the main reasons I love um, doing this podcast so much is because it gives me an opportunity to encourage you guys and talk about what is actually happening in the culture from a position that says we don't have to live in fear. The Bible teaches us that God didn't give us a spirit of fear. But he gave us power and love and a sound mind. And we're going to have some very serious struggles that we're all going to be facing in 2022. And unless we have that power, love, and a sound mind, which doesn't come apart from an indwelling of the Holy Spirit and in um, in asking God for wisdom and direction and then believing that he'll give it to us and trusting him every step of the way, we're going to continue to struggle. So let's come back to the things that God told us in the very beginning uh, were the secret to success in this life. And it is the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, the beginning of wisdom, right? And so I'm going to encourage you guys, uh, you know, get to know the Lord in 2022. And speaking of that, I'm we're starting a brand new Bible study at MomStrong International. We're going to teach you how to study the Bible uh, for the month of January. You guys are going to love this study. I'm very excited about it. Um, and I think you're going to be encouraged because uh, my friend Sarah Welcome, by the way, is the author of this particular study. But what's so encouraging and so exciting to me is that it gives you an opportunity to invite the Holy Spirit to transform your life through 
understanding how to study the word of God. The Bible says in Hebrews 4.12 that the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. What would happen, men and women, if we spent 2022 saying, Lord, help us to discern the thoughts and intentions of the heart? And so this month at Mom's Strong International, again, we're going to dive into a different kind of study. It's going to be filled with refreshing approaches to God's word. And uh, I think it's going to be perfect for the new days of 2022. We're going to look at how we approach the Bible before we've even cracked the pages open and how our own thoughts about God's word can actually block our ability to perceive what God is saying through his word. So we all come to the word of God with our own ideas. And when we become aware of them and examine how our ideas can affect the way we we take in the eternal truths that are found in the Bible, this removes roadblocks and enables us to hear him in an uncluttered way. So I'm going to encourage you in January, slow down with me, refresh, read God's word and study it as the apostle Paul said to Timothy to show yourself an approved workman who does not need to be ashamed and can rightly divide the the word of God. So you guys, my, my firm belief for 2022 is that good things are coming to those who wait on the Lord. And so that's my encouragement to you. Um, do not be afraid. You do not need to be afraid heading into 2022. And if that's your family, if that's you, I'm going to just be praying for you that God would remove that spirit of fear and instead replace it with what he promises in his word, power, love, and a sound mind. I so appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much for sending me questions. We're just now starting to go through them and we're coming up with our plan for 2022. Please submit your podcast ideas, your questions to me by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. We love you guys. Have a fantastic day and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.